film time. Well, here we are. Another alligator podcast. I'm, uh, I hope you enjoyed the one about uh, with my son, Cowboy Donnie, and the Ukraine situation. I got a lot of responses from that. People said they were uh, pleased to hear an intelligent conversation and people who seemed to know what, what, what they were talking about, well-informed, I think it, it is. That's the type of thing that I'm, I'm going to do, period. You know, um, I... I'm not going to get on the political side very often, but but if I do, if you come in with conspiracy theories, I'm going to just destroy you, really. Um, But anyway, let me start off here. I was talking with somebody recently about the Empress of the Blues. Her name was Bessie Smith. Before Billie Holiday and all of those people, Bessie Smith was the queen. She performed all over the world. And Bessie was a, a, a very crazy woman. She smoked cigars, hung out in the speakeasy with the men all night long. Uh, I think when it came to love, she played both sides of the fence. She didn't care. Um, and whenever they would criticize her, Bessie Smith thumbed her nose at society her whole life. She didn't give a hoot. And this song that she sang very much reflects her attitude. And you know what? <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> okay. Cause I already told you I don't 
I do what I want slow. When I want, where I want, with who I want, and if I don't want slow. I said I don't, and don't try to convince me, cause I already told you, fool, I don't. Bessie Smith, the Empress of the Blues. Now, I got a good friend of mine I'm going to bring out here in a moment. I'm sort of reluctant to, but um, I'm going to bring him out. His name is Gil Rubio. He's been a friend of mine since I first arrived in Monterey about 26 years ago. Um, I came in here like a hurricane. Monterey had seldom seen a, a, a guy like me. <laughs> uh, I was pretty wild back in those days. I was I just got, decided to get off of drugs and uh, alcohol and all that stuff, but I went for a, a few weeks while I was deciding that. I had a, a big blowout, I'm telling you the truth. But anyway, uh, Gil was, I was fortunate enough to have him help me out with my band for I don't know how long, year or two, a couple of something. Two and a half. Two and a half years, my goodness. I put up with him that long. But anyway, uh, I, I've always had a lot of respect for Gil and his wife, Roxana. I met them both at, at the same time. Uh, that's the reason that he still has her because he was my friend and I wasn't going to try to steal her from him. You know, otherwise, Ned, she'd have been gone. <laughs> but <laughs> Roxanne is going to throw something at me over here soon. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's bring on my friend Gil Rubio. Come on, grab a seat, Gil. Now, Gil. Get him, my man. Yes, sir. Your band, Red Beans and Rice. Yes, sir. Uh, the the distinction this band has is I think they have won the best band in Monterey for up teen years. It seems like <laughs> ever since ever since they came out, uh, and uh, blues band. Although although I'm sure that by this time they do other styles besides just the blues. But what can you tell us about Red Beans and Rice, my friend? Wow. <laughs> First of all, um, I started the band when I was in your band. Um, John Paul and, and uh, Jason, John Paul and Jason McIntosh and I were playing in your band at the time. And um, I was doing some other stuff on the side. And uh, remember, I was I was a, a DJ on KZU. Oh, yeah, remember yeah, that? I remember that. Yeah, and, yeah. And Sherman yeah. Lee Davis had a blues show, and he started oh, a blues yes. jam at the brewing company that you used to play at a yeah. lot. And so well, we were going down there a lot, my cousin Rick Flores and I, and, and we met a bunch of people there. And then um, actually what happened was one of the DJs at KZU wanted to do a recording for his girlfriend. So he brought Jason and uh, Gary Struthers over, and so he sang and played rhythm guitar, and I did... Uh, the lead guitar and engineered and everything and recorded this thing for him. But I said, man, these two guys are great, man, the bass player and drummer. So I wrote a few songs and asked them if they wanted to come and play and then uh, got together with uh, Big Steve, uh, the member Big Steve. From, oh, yes, yes, and, powerful um, blues singer. Oh, man, it sounded like Holland Wolf, and he <laughs> yeah. was from Mississippi. Yeah, and, yeah. Man, Holland Wolf was one of my heroes. So mm -hmm. I said, hey, so actually, we, we did a recording, and we did the rhythm tracks and stuff, and then brought Stevie in, and they had never even met each other. So that's kind of how the band started. <laughs> it, was, it was funny, but it was a good deal. And then so I got uh, Sherman involved, and it just grew up to six pieces. And We started with Chicago blues and kind of Texas swing, and then it has evolved from there to, um, to what we do now, a little more 
New Orleans flavored stuff. And the whole reason I named it Red Beans and Rice is because I loved playing the Zydeco with you and stuff. And uh, so I didn't want to lose that that ability to play all kinds of different yeah. kinds of music. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. People ask me, they go, Alligator, why do you play so many different styles of music? And my my <laughs> my reply is always the same and very honest. If I had to play one or two styles of music, it would bore me to death. Uh, I know. You know, you know I, I can't do that. And people say, why do you play so many instruments? Because if I had to play one instrument, it would do the same thing. It would just bore me to, to, to death. I, I'm i a big fan of uh, Red Beans and Rice. Um, and like I say, they've won Best Band of Monterey for year after year after year after year. Um, yeah, we got 16, 16 awards from that. So That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. And you got a award from California also, didn't you? Yeah, well, what we got was a, a California State Certificate of Recognition from the California State Senate. So that was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, I mean, uh, that was on our 20th anniversary. Yeah. So that was, that was a real honor. I was just, it still blows me away when I see it. And it's just, wow. I'm thankful. I'm just thankful for everybody for having us, supported us all this time and, and liking the music. <laughs> so that's a biggie. But Gator, I, I just want to mention something right here. When I was playing with you, we never knew what you were going to do. You never operate from a set list. Oh, you know no, that. No, 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 no. And it was like, what, what, we'd get, we'd go places and we'd have to pick up a drummer sometimes or whatever, remember? Oh, yeah. And it'd be like, the guys going, well, what are we going to play? So whatever Gator wants to do. <laughs> It's like, we had no idea what you were going to do from one song to the next. And that was always so fun about it. And I just just want you to know I really enjoyed that. Right? Well, see, my attitude has always been just hang on, you know. <laughs> That's it. Just like hang on, you know. Um, I think the, uh, who was the gentleman who was the, he lived in Monterey, uh, Anyway, I can't remember his name. He had something to do with the Grateful Dead. He made a quote about me, but but since I can't remember his name, I'm not going to do oh, it. Oh, Rock, Rock Scully? Rock, Rock Scully, Rock right. Scully. He was the Grateful Dead's manager for about yeah. 30 years. And he used to come to my shows because his friend John Paul was playing bass with me. He would come to my shows. And he he, he wrote me a thing. He says, you use this in your advertising. And, and, and it was basically... Uh, was built around the fact that I don't use a set list. I don't you know like the, like the dead. I don't use a set list, and you never know what alligator's gonna do. He could be walking up and down the bar playing his fiddle, or he could be running out in the streets doing something. But um, you know, being unpredictable has always been one of one of my things. Gil, where are you guys playing now? Where, where can the audience get a chance to oh you have your cds out you really should let them know about your music oh yeah well well we have seven cds so uh the last one we put out was in 2018 i guess um had eight originals on it and uh 14 songs total well 13 songs one of them was an acoustic version of one of the songs on there but uh it went really well and so yeah we've got seven cds out there one of them was actually the 20th anniversary cd so it had um it was called um 13 from 20 and 5. So 13 original songs from 20 years and 5 CDs. And so that went over really well as well. And so we've been real real fortunate, you know, to be able to have a lot of good people come through the band and stuff and and the, and put out some tunes and, and they get played on the radio. We, we get played on uh, K-Pig quite a bit and uh, actually across the States too. And we've well, what was kind of cool was that we've got some, uh, Steve, our manager, got some contacts from people 
back uh, in the Midwest and even Australia and Germany that these bands wanted to uh, play some of our music and stuff. And then we were getting radio play, in, obviously, in Australia and <laughs> Germany, yeah, yeah. too, or they wouldn't have heard it. So it was kind of cool. It was a neat thing, you know. So it was kind of a, I'm not even a thousand there, but it's nice to know that your music at least gets out there and, and you know, people are hearing it and stuff. So that's, you should know that. And how could, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Now, how should you, how would people be able to get a chance to hear your music? What, what venues are you, are they able to get your music? You, you mean to purchase it yeah, or yeah, to, yeah, 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 we, we can. Or listen to it or whatever. Um, yeah, you can go. You can go to our website, to our website, redbeans.com. Although it's probably in a bit of disarray right now, we're trying to get it rebuilt a little bit. Um, but you can purchase it there. There is some also on um, uh, CD Baby, and then you can contact us. Or you can contact our manager as well, uh, Steve Agnini, SLV Management, and get in touch with him and um, see what we can come up with for you. Or catch us at gigs. <laughs> so. I wish we, we were set up to play some of your music here. Here, and in other words, oh, oh, that's right. Let me take this this chance to tell you, Gil. Don't be nervous. I want you to make yourself at home. Okay. Oh, can I? Yeah. Thank make, you. Make yourself at home. This this is his house. <laughs> but anyway, make yourself at home, son. Thank you. Um, but Gil Rubio has always been one of my favorite people. Uh, and he even got to, to hang out with some of my old friends, Guitar Curtis Anderson. Oh, yeah. Guitar Curtis Anderson's uh, sister was married to Lil Walter for a while. So he, he actually uh, got to perform with, with Lil Walter when he was coming up. Uh, Guitar Curtis Anderson never made a record on his own his whole career. And both of us were trying to get him to do one Yeah. just as he was getting ill in the toward the end but he didn't make it uh one of the strongest blues men i've ever heard guitar curtis anderson but unfortunately there is no nothing left behind yeah behind. Um, he was great he yeah. was he was a lot of fun i and i thank you for for the opportunity to meet him we, we had a blast playing together <laughs> him and, and uh chester d chester cool, d, papa, cool papa and uh, the the roots music yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the series that did you used to yeah, have at the, yeah. at the Brewing Company? I used to do a Roots Music series, and I brought in Cool Papa and uh, Chester D and Guitar Curtis doing one show. And Cool Papa was the cool guy. Oh, yeah. In fact, he was so cool that he was singing, and then I said, Curtis, take a solo. Curtis solos, and when it comes back to Cool Papa for to sing, he's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's how cool Cool Papa was. He went to sleep right in the middle of the solo. We had to hit him in the side and wake him up and he started singing, you know. But anyway, we had some fun. We we had oh. some fun. Let me let me tell you, those are the wild days. Um We had some big fun of a lot of those gigs, man. <laughs> I believe me, we got some stories. Yeah. And yeah. I I got some stories I could tell you, but <laughs> maybe inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of them might have to kill you. Uh, but anyway, I'm so glad I could come by and have you be a part of this. Um, what I want you to do is just sit here with me for a minute. No, no, you want to go there because you got to work. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. So he's putting me to work, folks, and not paying me. I already know that. I'm gonna leave just for one minute. I. Uh, 
I was just chatting with somebody about a, a old friend of mine who used to play with me. We both, he was a member of Gill's band before, John Paul, and he passed away. And for those of you who are listening, I, I gave a tribute to them during one of my shows, and I missed one person. When I first came to Monterey, I had a very talented young bass player named Greg Copper. Uh, Greg also passed away uh, a couple of years ago. His mother, he was living with his mom, I think, and she got the coronavirus, and she passed away, and a month later, he passed away right right behind her. They were such good, I mean, they just, him and his mom were so close that I could see after losing her that he followed pretty close after. But anyway, John Paul was, we were at a place in uh, Nevada, I rode the rodeos when I was young. And uh, John Paul comes up to me and he says, Alligan, he says, see that old guy over there, the old cowboy? And I go, yeah. He says, uh, he said, he used to ride the rodeos with your dad. Now, I didn't know my dad until I was a grown man, but I tell you what, he never rode a rodeo. So I go over to him and he looks at me. He says, yeah, I rode with your daddy. Uh, uh, his name was Alligator too. And I said, yeah. He said, yeah, in Cheyenne, at the uh, Frontier Days. And he said, that sucker was drunk and he rode the bull with his leg leg broke and he didn't care and I said listen my dad never rode a rodeo I said that was me and he stands up off the counter and he walks all the way around me and he says what happened to you 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 look just like you did you know 40 years ago he says what kind of voodoo do you got going on here <laughs> so in honor of my cowboy roots I'm gonna do a little bit of cowboy music for y'all um, we're going to do this. And one 
wonder over yonder till I see the mountains rise, yeah. Ride to the ridge where the west commences. Gaze at the moon till I lose my senses. Can't look at hobbles and I can't stand fences. Don't fence me in. Cowboy music, y'all. That song was wrote by, of all people, um, God, I can't think of his name. But anyway, the furthest thing from a cowboy you could find, he, he didn't know what side of the horse to get on. Uh, Cole Porter. Cole Porter, believe it or not, wrote that, that song. The only cowboy song he wrote in his entire career, and all of us cowboys absolutely love it. I think Gene Autry was infatuated with that. He was probably the first one who recorded My Hero. Um, I wish we could have played Gil, some of Gil's... Gil, would you come back here for a minute? I wish we could have played some of Gil's music for you because I'm telling you, um, Gil is an exceptional uh, songwriter. Uh, band, as, a, as a band leader, he, he's a real band leader. Me, my thing is... <laughs> Follow me, hang on for dear life, and just go wherever I go. But you know, but 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 Gil, Gil does something that amazes me. And uh, well, listen, you. listen. He rehearses. It's like a four-letter word to him. It's a four-letter word to him. You I'm know, telling you. And uh, I, I just wish you, you you could hear his music. I want you guys to go to the Red Beans and the Rice site. site and listen to some of his music. Purchase the music because if you're into the blues, uh, you're gonna love R Red Beans and Rice. I mean, you're absolutely gonna love them. Um, I, I can't say enough about my friend here. Uh, my son, you, you 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 saw my son on the other podcast I did the other week. My son, absolutely. This is like Uncle Gil here, you know. Um, so anyway, I just want I just wanted to let you know that that. This gentleman is the real deal, Class A, okay? And I wouldn't say that otherwise than in a context like that because when we're together, I would never say something like that to him. His head would be that big. We, yeah. we know each other too well, Gator. <laughs> so here's what I want to do. I, wanna, I, wanna, I just wanted to say another little, little thing about Gil, and I want you to get a good look at him. This is Gil Rubio, Red Beans. How many members do you have in your band then? Six. 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 And, and that's instruments. Tell me which one. Oh, so we got bass, drums, um, keyboards, guitar, sax, and vocal. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yep. So listen, I'm going to do one more little... S no, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not. This, this is it. I forgot I don't have my guitar to do that song. Um, one? No. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to end this, this podcast here. I hope you have, have enjoyed it. The next one coming up is going to be Donnie... And I discussing the subject is going to be I love my flag. Discussing the fact that one section of America seems to have usurped the American flag. <laughs> um, and 
the other side, shall we say, I'm not calling sides, but anyway, the other side has got to realize that uh, you can't look at the flag as some otherwise symbol of anything else but freedom. Even though we've had our, our shortcomings, of, of course, but still the American flag, I respect the American flag because it's a symbol of something that we are still striving to become. And to have people uh, marching with the American flag saying that they're patriots and I see beside them people marching with Nazi flags and Confederate battle flags, that, 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 that sort of uh, uh, disturbs me just a little bit because our flag should never be associated with anything to do with Nazis or, or, or any type of insurrectionist stuff. But anyway, that's just my opinion. And what is my opinion? We know how opinions are. I'm going to uh, get back with Gil again because Gil is also very much involved in the, in the church. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And I'm going to do another podcast with Gil and we're going we're gonna to talk about that also. The importance of religion in our society. That, uh, but anyway, that's another subject that, that we, we will do. Okay. As a matter of fact, we're we're gonna go play the the Spanish mass this evening. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. See? So my wife gets. And in then there you and teach at too. you teach at the, at the uh, church also, don't you? No, I don't do that anymore. I used you to teach religious that. education. I did yeah. that for a number of years. Fifth mm -hmm. graders and tenth graders. Fifth graders were great, man. It was so. It was. I learned a lot from them, and then tenth graders, I needed to buy a helmet. <laughs> Listen. When we do this, when we do this, this thing, I, I was someone who was famously anti-religious most of my life, uh, and to and about fifteen years ago, I came to the conclusion that if I looked around myself and I saw a lot of stuff wrong in the world, I remembered that when I was a young person, uh, God was really important to all Americans. Now, now you know, I'm not trying to preaching anything but I think that whatever your religion is I don't I'm not preaching any kind of religion but whatever you have that when you're in contact with a higher power it seems to be the glue that held society together mm -hmm. for hundreds of years and we've gotten so far away from that that's the reason now you see people doing things that uh, you know years ago you you wouldn't even dream of doing nope. because you had the, these barriers that religion kept you within. But anyway, that's it. Time for another subject. Listen, I'd like to thank everybody for uh, being here for this podcast. Get ready for me and Donnie to discuss our flag next time. And all I can say is happy trails. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Gator. <laughs> okay. You know I love you, brother. That's that. <laughs>